Hey, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Falls Fugitive. It's Caitlin. And this is Dave. And today we are going to jump back to 1989 and tell you about the brutal murder of Helen Bass. Okay, let's get started. Crime Stoppers of Wichita Falls, in association with Design Works Group, presents Falls Fugitive. Helen Bass was a 42-year-old nurse who worked the second shift at the North Texas State Hospital here in Wichita Falls. She was a very tidy woman who lived alone, mostly kept to herself. However, it was not unlike her to entertain a friend in the evenings or something like that. According to her neighbors, after work, she would often bathe before settling down in the evening with a good book, a Coors Light, and a pack of cigarettes. Because Helen lived alone, her son... That kind of made him nervous, so he had her purchase a 32 caliber handgun for her to protect herself in case she ever needed it. He took the time to teach her how to use it even. When she took it home, he suggested that she keep it in her bedroom in case she was ever startled awake. Helen was a dedicated nurse, and she hardly ever missed a day of work. But this would all change on November 30th, 1989, when suddenly she didn't show up. Her coworkers were very disturbed by this, since Helen would always call if she was going to be late or sick. Mary Barnes, a friend and fellow nurse who would frequently carpool with Helen, said she remembers that she dropped her off at the night before at her house, and then she came to pick her up in the morning, but she never came outside, and she knocked on her door, she never came out. So Mary went on to work, so she wasn't late, but later became more worried because Helen had not showed up for work. So she started calling Helen's neighbors and asking if anybody could go check on her. And one of her neighbors, Sharon, said she would go over to her house and check on her. Sharon walked over to Helen Bass's home. And when she arrived at her neighbor's home on Harding Street, she was shocked to find the front door was just wide open. I mean, after all, it was a cold November morning. You wouldn't just leave your front door open on purpose. Sharon knew this was very strange because Helen always locked her door and would never just leave it open. Sharon slowly entered her neighbor's home and what she found was pure horror. It didn't take Sharon long to find Helen's bloodied body in her bedroom. She immediately left the house and called the police. Prior to this day, this particular neighborhood in the Eastside community here in Wichita Falls uh, had been trying to cope with uh, a string of violent crimes in and around their neighborhood, including a rape murder. So everybody was getting a little bit antsy. When officers arrived and entered the home, when they walked in, they found that there was smear blood uh, on the walls, things scattered throughout the house. And when they went, went into her bedroom, they found Helen Bass lying on her bed. They also looked around and noticed that there were several cabinet doors or dresser drawers and other things that had been pulled out. When they went over to look at Helen, they found that she had been savagely murdered. Officers found Helen had been stabbed and shot multiple times. Investigations also showed several blunt force trauma injuries to her head. Later investigations showed that she had also been sexually assaulted. 
Now her room was in complete disarray. As I said, dresser drawers had been pulled out. A couple of her purses had been emptied out and Helen's checkbook was lying on the floor. Her jewelry box was also open and it appeared it had been gone through. Helen's ID card and some of her personal papers were found outside her home near her chain link fence. Now the killer had gained entry into the home through a back door. Now this back door had been kicked in with such force that the frame had been torn from the wall. So somebody was pretty angry trying to get into that house. The investigation progressed quickly and within a 24 hour period, police already had a suspect in mind. They received an anonymous tip about a man named Odell Barnes and that the tipster places him near the scene of the crime. Okay, let's back up a second. Caitlin, you remember Mary? Mm-hmm. The neighbor? Yes, Okay. the nurse. The nurse, right? Okay, well, her son, Odell Barnes, had been released from prison just a few weeks prior to this murder. He had served 20 months of an eight-year sentence for robbery. Barnes had also confessed to a number of other crimes, including a robbery and a rape. So not the kind of person you want to bring home for dinner. The police had witnesses tell them that they had seen Barnes trying to sell a gun to different people near Helen's house, which was later discovered to be Helen's gun. From the beginning, the investigation moved rather quickly and the evidence was pretty substantial. During the fingerprint investigations, the police found one that didn't belong to Helen on a lamp that they felt had been used in the murder. Guess who the fingerprint belonged to? Probably Mr. Barnes. Odell Barnes Jr. A partial bloody sneaker print was found on the cover of a checkbook inside the home. The sneaker print pattern was consistent with a pair of basketball shoes that Odell Barnes owned. The overalls that Barnes owned had a spot of blood on them. This spot of blood was the same blood type as Helen Bass. Oh, can you see how evidence is kind of mounting? That's a ton of evidence. That's a ton of evidence. An undetermined amount of money plus a 32 caliber handgun Odell was seen selling was taken from that home. Since she had been sexually assaulted, a rape kit was performed, but DNA testing was not advanced like it is today. So it was determined that Odell Barnes may have committed the act, but not conclusively. This case fell just one eyewitness short of a slam dunk for the district attorney. However, all the evidence presented by the DA had proved compelling enough to the jury. In 1991, Barnes was convicted of robbery and capital murder and received the death penalty. Now, let's fast forward nine years. Nine years later, on March 1st, 2000, in Huntsville, Texas, Odell Barnes Jr. served out his sentence and was put to death by lethal injection, and justice for Helen was finally served. Do you know what the defense, like what his defense was? I have no idea. No idea? Okay. I, I mean, how, I don't know what can, defense could he have with all this evidence? Yeah. 
I know. That's what I wondered, like what direction they went, because yeah. it would be pretty hard to fight off all of that. Yeah, they, like I said, there's a substantial amount of evidence here. I don't know how they could possibly get around it all. Yeah. It is worth mentioning that Odell Barnes Jr. is a suspect in many other murders and crimes that occurred here in Wichita Falls. If you know anything about these murders, please contact Crime Stoppers at 940-322-9888 or if you are calling long distance, 1-800-322-9888. You can also submit a tip online at our website, wfcrime.com. You never have to give your name and if your information leads to an arrest and board approval, you could earn a reward. Fantastic. I also want to mention, um, if you have a Twitter account, go on and follow uh, Crime Stoppers Wichita Falls at Crime Falls. We'll be posting all of our podcasts on there as well as our Facebook page. Yeah, and speaking of the podcast, uh, please subscribe, share, give us a rating, give us any feedback. We'd love to hear it. Absolutely. And look out for the next episode of Falls Fugitive. It's coming soon. Thank you, guys. Take care.